Hello, I'm Andrew Martin. This is Bulldog Insider for Sunday, February 9th, 2020. Tonight on Bulldog Insider, there's a new addition to the Raptors inside the Save Mart Center. Wendy Martell's number 34. We talk with her about it. We also talk with the Cavenders about their role in this special season for the women's basketball team. The baseball season gets started in less than a week. Can the Bulldogs repeat as Mountain West champs? We asked a couple of the players who are with us in studio. Now, KC24's Bulldog Insider, presented by Fashion Furniture. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bulldog Insider. December 21st is the last time the women's basketball team lost this season. The Bulldogs were blown out at Santa Clara, dropping the record to 8-4. It's now 20-4, 13-0 in the Mountain West Conference. That 13th conference win, it came yesterday over UNLV. The Bulldogs were playing the Lady Rebels for the second time this season, and they beat them for the second time this season, wearing pink in honor of National Girls and Women in Sports Day. The Bulldogs got 20 points from Maddie Udy, 24 points from Hannah Cavender, and route to a 72-58 win. Here's a look at what that win means by the numbers. The Bulldogs are the first team since Colorado State in 2016 to start 13-0 in the Mountain West. They've won 12 games in a row overall, third longest winning streak in program history. And it wasn't the case yesterday, but four times during this streak, the Dogs have come back from a double-digit deficit in the fourth quarter. Have you started to think that maybe an undefeated regular season in conference is a possibility? Um, yeah, you know, let's just keep winning. I mean, winning is happiness, right? Um, I think uh, it's, it's really not affected me at all. I just feel like every game brings a new, you know, a new game plan, and our kids are really buying into that and focused on just what's right in front of us. And I don't think there's, there's any you know anxiety on it at all I feel like our kids have responded well and it's funny because I feel like too every night we've had different kids step up um, and and also with our main core being consistent so when that happens don't you don't think much further than that you just get out there play play hard and hope the W comes Ten years ago, the Fresno State women's basketball team went undefeated in the Western Athletic Conference, 16-0. Three more wins, and the Bulldogs will be 16-0 this season in the Mountain West. Maddie Udy is a big reason for that. But so are two freshmen, the twins, Haley and Hannah Cavender. Sisters, best friends, teammates. Freshmen Haley and Hannah Cavender are identical twins. That means they're similar in many ways, but they are not the same player on the basketball court. I'm more of like the physical, get the rebounds, I'll hit the three, but Hannah shots, she can hit the three, but she's just shown more of driving in. The Cavenders say they don't compare the way they play. It seems like we would, but we just try not to, honestly, because we get it so much from other people constantly comparing us. So I think we're just trying to be so supportive of each other and everything we do. It's worked out well. In high school, in Gilbert, Arizona, near Phoenix, the Cavenders each scored more than 2,000 points, and they were both on varsity as freshmen. As freshmen at Fresno State, it's possible they can both score 500 points this season. You know, I'm not surprised anymore. I wasn't extremely surprised early. I think, I think the one thing that they continue to get better at is defense, and um, and then also continuing to play with intensity throughout the game and throughout the year. I think we just have a lot of confidence in ourselves and in each other, and that um, shows on the court. Me and Hannah really work hard on the off season. We knew 
that we wanted to make a huge impact our freshman year. They have certainly done that. Updating the stats after yesterday's game against UNLV, Haley Cavender is tied for second in the Mountain West Conference in points per game this season, 16.3. She's tied with Maddie Udy. Hannah Cavender is in fourth at 15.5 points per game. Fresno State is one of only three D1 teams in the country to have three players averaging more than 15 points per game this season. Oregon and UConn are the other two. Meanwhile, the Bulldog men did not have the same outcome against UNLV as the Bulldog women. Fresno State had a one-point lead last night in the final second until Marvin Coleman banks in this shot to give the Rebels the win. Coleman only had four points in the game, but he'll remember those two for a while, as will Fresno State. It spoiled another great game for Orlando Robinson. The freshman who was playing in his hometown yesterday, Las Vegas, Robinson scored a game-high 24 points on 9 of 12 shooting. He now has five games this season scoring at least 20 points. In the last 15 seasons, the only other freshman in Fresno State history to do that is Paul George. He had six. That's pretty good company. By the way, the Bulldogs are now 8-16 and 16 overall, 4-9 and nine in conference. They visit San Jose State on Wednesday. Up next on the Bulldog Insider, back to women's basketball, Wendy Martell was at the Save Mart Center yesterday to see her jersey hang from the rafters. We sat down with her to talk about it. Next. Welcome back to the Bulldog Insider. We're pleased to be joined now by Wendy Martell, a former All-American for the Fresno State women's basketball team in the 1980s. Your jersey was retired in 1987, but now it hangs from the rafters. What's it like to see number 34 up there? Uh, very humbling. I'm just blown away and just grateful for the honor that's been given. So. I think it was Terry Toomey who mentioned it, but your jersey's hanging right next to Paul George, and that's right next to Jerry Tarkanian. What do you think about that? I'm not worthy. <laughs> Why do you say that? I just think they're, they're incredible athletes and incredible coaches, and I'm just honored to be up there. Uh, I just, it's a real honor to me, and so I'm grateful. You last played in 1987. What was the program like 33 years ago? Uh, they were building the program. We played in the South Gym, and... Um, you know, at the beginning we had about 50 people coming, and by the time, by my junior, senior year, our team was bringing in almost a 1,000 people in the gym, and we had a following, and it was really kind of an electric time where it, Title IX had come out, women were really starting to break out and doing things that hadn't been done before, and so we were really excited. This building didn't exist when you were playing. What was this area when you were playing in the 1980s? I don't know. I think it was like a field. I think it was a field. I couldn't believe how big the, the Save Mart Center is. Their locker room, I mean, everything is just amazing. And it's, it's really an honor to see the girls being honored the way they are in what they're being able to play in. From where the program was when you last played to where it is today, have you followed the Bulldogs from afar? What can you say about Fresno State in 2020? You go girls. They're doing awesome because uh, just to see where they play at, just to see their locker room, to see um, everything that they're doing. They're having a great season this year, so I'm looking forward to keeping an eye on them and seeing how they're doing in the postseason as well. Now, Wendy, you went to high school in Bakersfield, so you were familiar with Fresno State even before you stepped foot on campus. You said a long time ago that Bob Spencer took a chance on you when nobody would. Did he ever tell you why he took that chance on you? Uh, at the end of my freshman year, he said, you know, I hadn't said anything to you, but I had a lot of people say, you know, don't, don't uh, recruit her. She's short. You know, I don't think she can make it Division One." And he said, 
boy, I guess you showed them, didn't you? Like that. So, you know, I think he just, I hope, I hope that, you know, he saw something in me that maybe other people didn't, and I hope maybe the heart that was bigger than the whole body. You know, I don't know. Of all your accomplishments at Fresno State, and there are many, what would you say makes you the most proud? You know, I got awarded a Fellowship Christian Athlete. There was an award for that. There was uh, things like that. I think the thing that um, really blessed me the most was being a part of a team when our team had three 20-win seasons. That seasons that was really amazing. And then being a part of a program where a coach told us, you know, I don't want you to just play ball, but I want you to be a part of the community. I want you to go into the community, speak, and do things like that and influence the kids. His point was, you know, athletes have the ability to influence. We already know that by watching male athletes for years. Let's see what, you know, the Females, how we could influence young girls as they're growing up. So, you played with some pretty talented teammates. Yvette Roberts, Shannon McGee come to mind. What made you all so good? Um, I think heart. I mean, he taught us intestinal fortitude. It was courage, stamina, bravery. It was fearlessness. It was great-heartedness. It was valor, virtue. That was, that was the word, intestinal fortitude. It was about what we had on the inside. And, you know, look at Shannon. Didn't have the height advantage, but she could get it done. Yvette was incredible athlete. I mean, we just had people that said, you may say it can't be done, but I'm going to show you it can. We had Tammy Toll, super smart, incredible court savvy, um, great shooter. We just had some great athletes, great athletes. So you leave Fresno State and then you get married. Life happens, right? You've got five kids. You live in Georgia now. Let everyone out there know what you're up to. We have for 30 years, we've done ministry and I've gotten to do two of my most favorite things, which is use basketball to tell people about how much Jesus loves them and loves them exactly the way they are, right where they are. And uh, that's a blessing I never dreamed could be possible to put two of my favorite things together. So uh, we've done that for 30 years and raised kids for 30 years. So that's what we've been up to. That's Wendy Martell. When we come back, we're talking baseball. Five days until the season opener for the Bulldogs. Next. The Fresno State softball team lost the 17th-ranked Michigan today, 1-0 in nine innings. That's tough. The Bulldogs finished the South Florida tournament with a record of 3-2. They return home next weekend for their own tournament, the Fresno State Kickoff Classic. Their first game is on Friday against Cal Poly. So the softball team is home next weekend. So is the baseball team. UC Irvine will be in town for a three-game series to start the season. First game is Friday. To talk about that, Outfielder Nate Timian, catcher Zach Fresno. We're kind enough to stop by today. Guys, we appreciate you being here. Nate, I've wanted to ask you this for two years, and I'm going to start with you. Okay. Your last name is spelled T-H-I-M-J-O-N. It's yeah. pronounced Timian, not Thim John, which is how it looks. How often do people get it wrong? Yeah, I've really never, uh, no one's ever got it right the first time. So I've always been used to just Thim John, and uh, I'll correct them if they say it wrong, but... And no one really gets it right. So. so you have a good sense of humor about this? Yeah, no, I always hear the guy uh, calling my name, get it wrong, and it's just like, yeah, they're not going to get it right. So I kind of gave up on that. Yeah, Zach, your name is easy. It rhymes with Fresno. You probably hear yeah, that a lot too, yeah, right? 100% every time. <laughs> so, all right, guys, before we talk about UC Irvine, I want to ask you guys about last season. You win 40 games. You win the Mountain West. You make it to an NCAA regional for the first time in seven years, 2012. Now, I know you didn't win that regional, but you won two games there, so you proved you belonged. How do you look back on 2019? Nate? Um, you know, it was a great season, you know, uh, to be a part of that. You know, we got a lot of good guys. 
Um, coming off uh, like Nolan Dempsey and Zach Ash for all those senior like leaders, you know, all those guys are gone now, so it's kind of like a new team and like a new start. So. Yeah, and I want to ask you guys about that in a second, but uh, Zach, 2019, mm -hmm. great season for the Diamond Dogs. Is right. that how you look at it? Yeah, I agree. It's just we had such good leadership and guys to look up to. Um, and we just had a blast, you know, towards the end we started to roll and we felt pretty much unbeatable because we were having fun and we were along for the ride. So the confidence is there. 2020 starts on Friday. As mentioned, you've got UC Irvine in for a three-game series. The Anteaters finished last season ranked, I believe, 20th in perfect game. And they had the Big West Pitcher of the Year and Player of the Year. What do you guys know about this year's UC Irvine team and what you can expect on Friday? Yeah, well, I've known Trent Denholm since I was uh, like 12 years old. So I kind of know uh, what to expect from him. But uh, you know, I know they're a good defensive team, a good pitching team. So it's got to come out and play solid D, get mm -hmm. the job done. So the scouting report, it's helping you guys, right? Yeah. yeah, they're a really disciplined team from what we've heard. And so we just had to play our game and hopefully it works out. <laughs> it's been a few years since you guys faced UC Irvine. 2015, neither of you guys were on the team at that point. Mm -hmm. After the Irvine series, you've got Washington coming in. You play your first 12 games at home. Do you like having that big of a homestand to start the season, Zach? Yeah, 100%. But, you know, it's you got to start out strong. You, everybody says protect your house kind of deal. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, hopefully we come out strong and fast and we get off to a good win streak and build a lot of confidence through our team. I want to ask you both about last year's team, and you both kind of touched upon this. A lot of guys are gone from that team that had that 40-win season Mountain West Championship appearance in the NCAA Regional. Ryan Jensen's gone. Zach Ashford's gone. Carter Binns, McCarthy Tatum, JT Arruda, Nolan Dempsey. We can go down the list. How do you replace those guys in the lineup? Yeah, I know everyone just kind of got to step up and do their part, you know. Um, no one tried to do too much and just kind of be with the team, do a team, team at bats, and no one tried to do too much. So who is going to step up this year? And you guys can answer yourselves if you'd like. Yeah. No, we have a really good junior class. Um, we were lucky to have a couple seniors come back too. Oscar Carverhall is going to be a good leader for us. Um, and then we have a lot of juniors with good experience. You know, Jaime was really good for us last year. Um, Nate and I were really lucky to be able to play on that team and experience what those guys did every day. You know, learn from all those leaders. Um, and then the sophomores coming up, they were also able to view what those guys are able to do. Um, so Dempsey and Ashford, those guys, Mac, they all, I think, taught us what it takes to be a good, good team. You didn't mention the freshmen, though. Mm -hmm. Any freshmen on the team that you expect great things from this season that could step right in? Yeah, I think uh, a couple of infielders, uh, Andrew Cachel and Blake Wink, have a chance to really help us out and get some playing time. Uh, all right, we have a whole new infield this year, so it'll <laughs> be interesting to see uh, you know, how that falls into place. But right. I think they have a good shot to uh, help us out a little bit. Hey, and if they're watching right now, yeah. shout out to you guys. Let's see what you got this season. Last question for you both. Conference play doesn't start for a while. Can you guys repeat as Mountain West champs? What's it going to take? That's the plan. I mean, it's going to take a lot of discipline, a lot of hard work. Um, like I said, we're inexperienced, and so we're going to have to come out every day and play our best game. Uh, we can't take any games off, and we've got to give it our all every day. Yeah, I agree with Zach. Uh, you know, we just got to come out and play our game, play Bulldog baseball, and let's get it going. All right. Well, again, the season starts on Friday against UC Irvine. Nate Timian, Zach Presnay. You can watch them and the Bulldogs all season long, Biden Field at Bob Bennett Stadium. Guys, thanks for coming in today, and good luck this season. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. My pleasure. We'll be right back. Fresno State held a launch party earlier this week for its new eSports team. It'll compete in the Mountain West Division, two teams, League of Legends, and Overwatch. 
There were reportedly 100 students who went through the tryout process. The program is being funded by President Castro. It's a five-week season. You can watch the Bulldogs compete online. Time now for the Bulldog Insider Play of the Week, and for that, we go back to Tuesday. The men's basketball team hosting Colorado State. The Bulldogs lost, but Nevin Hart was not the reason why. He scored a career-high 29 points, which included this dunk in the second half. Off the loose ball, Hart has played in 20 games this season. He's averaging just under 7 points per game. Our Tweet of the Week from Thursday from the official account of Boise State Athletics congratulating Luke Shields on his upcoming induction into the Boise State Athletics Hall of Fame. Shields was a three-time All-American for the Broncos. He's currently the head men's tennis coach at Fresno State. We'll be right back. A reminder, you can always watch segments from the show online at yourcentralvalley.com. Whether you missed them the first time or like them so much, you want to watch them again, the website is yourcentralvalley.com. And don't forget to check out the Bulldog Insider podcast. ESPN is reporting the Phoenix Suns are waiving ex-Bulldog Tyler Johnson to clear up a roster spot. Natani Muti and Michael Walker both received invites this week to the NFL Combine. Wrestling team lost at North Dakota State yesterday, 28-7. Also yesterday, women's tennis won at BYU. Equestrian beat UC Davis. That's it for us. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.